0: You cannot manifest anything or make any magic happen if your mind is broken and if your heart is closed and if your self-talk is mostly negative. So let's fix that, shall we? This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back or welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 108 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. And this episode is brought to you by Advocare, a wellness company on a mission to help you look better, do better, and feel better. And guess what? We have a code. You can use Yes and 15 to get 15% off their products. Link in the show notes to learn more and support this podcast every time you shop. Well, hello. Hi. I love you. How are you? Damn, I'm so happy to be back here on the Yes And Airwaves with you. It is me. It is you. It is a solo. Uh, And today, we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about love. If you've looked at your calendar lately, it is February. It is the month of love. Well, it's the month of love because Hallmark tells us it's the month of love. But really, I, I think every month is the month of love because, yo, our primary responsibility every single day while we're awake and alive and breathing oxygen on this planet is to love ourselves. Because the white hot truth is this. If you don't love yourself, how can anyone else? And I really believe to the core of my bones, that the quality of your life and your life experience and the relationships that exist inside that life experience is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. So let me give you some examples. If you find yourself dating a complete asshole Who treats you like shit? Well, that leads me to believe you treat yourself like shit because you think you're shit and maybe you think you're a complete asshole yourself so you don't believe that you're worthy of something better. How you feel about yourself is a direct reflection of the people and choices in your life. Here's another one. If you constantly find yourself last on your own list, and I know a lot of us can relate to this one, putting your priorities behind everybody else's. Well, this leads me to believe that you don't believe you're worthy of coming first in your life because someone along the way has told you that it's shameful or bad or selfish to prioritize yourself so you don't. Maybe, maybe you find yourself constantly ghosting the gym and slamming french fries in the drive-thru most days of the week. And this leads me to believe that you don't value and respect the temple, the fucking temple that you live in every day and the heart that works for you effortlessly every single day to pump oxygen through your veins and keep you alive. Now, this doesn't mean we live a perfect bullshit, fake life. I mean, things are hard. You got to go to the dentist and eat the French fries from time to time and right, have some fun, of course. But see, when you love yourself, you, you sort of become bulletproof because you look at yourself in a completely different light. When you see yourself as an enterprise, as a business, you begin to realize that if that doesn't work, meaning you Nothing else is gonna work. If your relationships are shit, life is gonna be shit. If you're constantly overwhelmed and never on your own list, it's gonna make you resentful and miserable. And if you're eating like shit and never moving your body or taking the time to slow down and be in that body, babe, you're gonna feel like shit. So can we please, like, off the jump, normalize the fact? And hear me when I holler this at you. Can we please normalize the fact that we don't have to be a martyr to matter? Can we please normalize the swagger of setting boundaries, the boundaries that we need so we can become the priority in our life? And can we please normalize what it looks like to take care of ourselves so our daughters and our girls and our kids and our boys will understand what it looks like to do the same? for themselves this to me is the ultimate swagger practicing love and boundaries and confidence and courage in a world that wakes up every day just waiting to knock you off your throne now we'll never be able to control other people places and or things but what you can always control is how you get back up on the throne and how you lead by example from that and in that place of power and i don't mean power from an egotistically controlling way i mean power in a reflective way because we're watching you your world is watching your kids are watching your spouse your potential partner is watching you so are we teaching people how to treat us or are we allowing our self-worth and our priorities and the limited amount of time we get on this planet to not matter to be misunderstood and to be devalued so when i wrote my book Fear is my homeboy. And I was thinking about the chapters and the content and sort of how I wanted to organize the information. I knew without a doubt that chapter one had to be about love, specifically self love. And I titled it Love Yourself. And underneath that title was a quote by Layla Delia, who's magical, by the way. I'll link up to her in the show notes. She writes, She remembered who she was, and the game changed. See, starting here was intentional because I've always believed that if you don't love yourself, nothing's going to work because of all the points I just made. But the problem, the problem is this. We wait. We wait for the bottom to drop out before we decide to take care of ourselves. I mean, why do we do this? Why do we wait for the, the, the diagnosis, the failed marriage, the lost job, the accident, the destroyed friendship or the illness to wake us up? to what's really going on in our lives. Guilt, self-doubt, fear, all of this stuff makes you stick to your same old patterns because it's easier that way. I mean, how could you put yourself first when there's so many people that need you and depend on you. I mean, shit, you're slammed. You're stressed out. You're running on all cylinders. You're taking care of kids and family, your partner. Plus, you're trying to keep it together at work so you can earn that coin, all while trying to keep it together at home with with food on the table, clean toilets, and, you know, a full fridge. So by the time all that's done, who ends up last on your list? You, we're constantly putting ourselves last every single time. But here's the thing, if you can't figure out how to love yourself first, you're never going to have a different relationship with your fear. You'll never make it your homeboy. I mean, this is the number one requirement to a good life, because if you don't love yourself, how can you expect anyone else to? And here's the thing, when you love yourself more than anything, Fear doesn't stand a fucking chance because no matter what happens, good, bad, or ugly, you know you're going to be okay. Fear Fear doesn't like that. It hates when you love yourself because when you do, you become the boss, not your fear. So listen, I highly encourage you to go back to the book to my book, Fear is My Homeboy, to pick up the audiobook if that's your vibe. Um, we've got it on Audible. And to kick off February this week, go reread chapter one or read it or listen to it if you have never listened to or read my book. Do the homework assignments at the end of the chapter. Look back and see what you highlighted when you read my book the first time around. Maybe something will re in- Inspire you, or maybe you you pick up something new because you're in a new place in your life. I mean, this is big. This is so big and this is so important. This idea, this this concept, this topic of loving yourself, because I really believe we spend and waste so much time trying to fix all the shit that's broken inside of us. Or fix the things that we feel we're not great at instead of going all in on the things that make you more magical than anyone else. We actually explored this topic in depth last month. Um, last week, actually, in our monthly mentorship, the House of And mentorship, I talked for an hour about what it really looks like to identify your strengths and the steps you can take to do that. And honestly, share the real truth about passion and actually revealed that what matters more than passion, like finding your passion, we get so obsessed, like finding, I need to find my passion. But the truth is, the power is really inside you getting curious about yourself and what lights you up. We got a couple of um, DMs and emails from our members and I have to read a couple of them because they're relevant to this topic as it relates to self-love and like really finding your strengths inside of that and how powerful it can be. So Tina, one of our members, Tina R writes this. She says, I'm a full-time working mom that has a special needs child in kindergarten during a global pandemic. So if you are looking to try to find some excuses, first of all, that is a whole hell of a lot just right there in that one sentence. Anyway, she says the past year was exhausting. And I was just holding on to dear life. The mentorship last month opened my eyes to seeing that I am a person too, and that my needs and my boundaries matter. Because see, when you take care of yourself and you water your own grass, it actually benefits everyone around you. Setting your boundaries, your own boundaries reflects so much on how you function as a person, as a parent, and can set you up for success. Uh, Mic drop exactly, Tina. And especially moving through the mothering of a special needs child. Because the second you mother yourself you better mother everyone around you, right? So that, I loved that, okay? Rachel Kay, I got another one, I have to read this too. Rachel Kay wrote this, she goes, I mean, it's almost excruciating to think about asking people to tell me what they think my best qualities are. So I had our members do this exercise, right? And then she goes, and then the responses came in. I was blown away, I legit cried. I heard things like, You are comforting, dynamic, determined. You're definitely something different than the norm and the world is better for it. You are more than you'll ever know and more than anyone can ever tell you. You are unfinished because there's always something more to you. Every time I turn around and I love it, you are strong, resilient, determined. She goes on to say, what an incredible fear experiment on loving myself. It made all the difference. I mean, fuck, isn't that so great? Like so many times we don't even see what is right in front of us. And the second we are brave enough to ask, to set the boundaries, to do the uncomfortable things required in order to learn something new about ourselves or set a boundary so we can better mother the people in our lives, yo, everything changes. So why do I share those two DMs I got? Number one, because they are two awesome examples of what it looks like and what it feels like because you will change, right? When you start using this methodology and really leaning into self-love. But this is what it looks and feels like to not only take care of yourself, but also be reminded how powerful and incredible and unique that you are. Listen. If you're not a, while I'm here, a plug, if you are not a part of our monthly mentorship, babe, get yourself signed up and try a free month. By the way, you can use the code, open the door at checkout. There's a link in the show notes. Make sure you click the bundle option. And then when you go to checkout, you'll use open the door and it comps out a free month. So listen, try before you buy. uh, But let me tell you, these conversations, the conversations we're having inside Our house of and mentorship is always rooted and coming back home to ourselves and back to the love we need to have for the house you are living in every single day, your house. And number two, those two emails we got are just really beautiful reminders that you have a lot of priorities and a lot of people that depend on you. And there's so much going on in your life, but the most important house you are building every single day is yours, because how do you expect anything else to work if your house doesn't work? So we're going to spend the next couple of months, really through the spring into the summer in the house of and working on laying the foundation of your house. So join us. You can go month to month. You could try before you buy. Open the door comps out a month. Link in the show notes. But listen, if you're here, if you're listening to this episode, if you follow me on the gram, if you listen to this podcast and it's a favorite, shit, what are you waiting for? The mentorship sort of Pours rocket fuel onto the conversations I have here with you. And bonus, you get to hang out with me live. Live! every month. We have office hours today, actually. So at 1230 Eastern, I'm going live with the fam and we're going to talk and jam and answer questions. Um, So again, I hope to see you there. But all of that aside, I wanted to give you three additional things to think about, uh, tools you can use to really work this love yourself muscle so that you can begin to feel the impact. I want you to feel the impact, right? The results of self-love. I want you to finally feel that this year. I want you to feel how it can, amplify the quality of your life when you focus on it and you get intentional about it and how it will start to help you make and manifest your dreams and goals into a reality. Because you cannot, and hear me when I tell you this, you cannot manifest anything or make any magic happen if your mind is broken and if your heart is closed and if your self-talk is mostly negative. So, let's fix that, shall we? Okay, number one, there's three things I'm gonna share. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Um, We need to set them, we need to love them, we need to learn them, we need to feel less shame about them, we need to become obsessed with them. (gasps) Here's the thing, the way you actually achieve goals Is by setting boundaries around them. And it's a lot easier to set a boundary or say no to someone or something when a boundary is rooted in a deep purpose. So, goals can actually be boundaries, and boundaries can actually protect your goals. Meaning, if you tell me what your goals are, then I could probably tell you what your boundaries need to be. And to that point, for example, if you set a boundary with someone, Because you're working on achieving a goal, you're going to feel a lot more confident about upholding that boundary and putting it in place in the first place. Plus, bonus, it's going to make it harder for someone to give you shit about it. And actually, the truth here is this. If someone gets pissed off about you setting a boundary, it has nothing to do with you. It's got everything to, to do with them. And someone else's reaction isn't the truth about you. We can't control what's going on in other people's minds, right? And lives, right? We can't control the inter- internal wars that they may be fighting. So this is why accountability for oneself is always the way to go and boundaries are a tool that we can lean on time and time again. So the summer in the mentorship we're going to spend an entire month probably maybe even two months talking about boundaries and how to set them and scripts you can use. Uh, as a tool to help you set boundaries uh, with, with, with coworkers and bosses and leaders and friends and family and all kinds of stuff. But for now, a couple things to think about here with boundaries. Number one, I think we have to, especially as women have to stop boundary shaming and start studying. When you see a woman, a person set a boundary for themselves, study it, congratulate it. Learn from it, pass it on, thank her, tell her how amazing that was, right? Use it as a tool, as an example to set more boundaries in your life. We are so quick to judge. We take things so fucking personally. We're so goddamn offended, right? This isn't your life. It's her life. It's his life. It's their life. So stop shaming, start studying. Number two, you can actually use yes and to say no. It's one of my favorite hacks. You may have heard me talk about this, um, but let me give you an example. So say your uh, boss comes to you and your boss is like, and this is some of the stuff we're going to talk about in the mentorship, but like, here's an example. Say your boss comes to you and they're like, you know, here's the deal. I need you to take on this new project at work. And you are already fucking slammed. Like you are so slammed because you kick ass. You're a high performer, you're the shit, and everybody comes to you with everything. So your leader, your boss comes to you and says, Yo, I need you to take on this new project. Let's go. I need you to mentor this person. Let's go. But you can barely breathe. You would say something like this: It's an example of a boundary. A yes and boundary. Hey, boss, um you probably wouldn't say it like that, but you'd say, Hey boss person, whatever their name is. Um, I would so love to take on this project and I'm super down for it. So it's a yes. And tell me what we're going to put on the back burner or what project I'm going to deprioritize so I can make this one a priority. So it is you saying, hell yeah, I'm in, let's go. While also saying no, (laughs) Like, I cannot do it all. Like, here's what I need in order to make this a reality. It's a really cool way to set a boundary. Um, So try that one. Another one, like, I use a lot in my business. So say I, you know, as an entrepreneur specifically as a speaker, say a client comes to me and they book me for a keynote. And then after the keynote's been contracted, they say, oh my gosh, since you're on set, like Judy, we're so excited for your keynote. And while you're here, we also want you want to see if you could do a breakout. Could you stay and teach um, a session on boundaries, right? After your talk, I would say, yes, I'd love to do that. And my breakouts start at, and I'd insert the price, right? So it's a yes, and a no. I'm not saying no, it's up to you to say no, but I set a boundary that that time is going to cost money. Make sense? So the yes and no works every time. And then last last but not least, um, just remember that saying no and setting a boundary is truly an act of love for yourself and for others, right? Like you don't want your star employee to quit on you because she's miserable and overwhelmed. Like if Amanda on my team was miserable and overwhelmed and never advocating on her own behalf or speaking up and just quit, I would be so upset about that, right? Like I want her to tell me if she's drowning, right? She has to set boundaries in order to stay happy and peaceful, right? And, and feeling a sense of empowerment in her position, right? So remember that. And oh, here's another thing. Like say you were to ask me for uh, someone, someone was to ask me to go to coffee and I was able to make it work. Right. Or a friend was like, Hey, can I get some time with you on the phone or whatever? And then I show up for that, like irritable and crabby and like super low vibe. Like who wants that? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of their time. It's a waste of my time. So it's an act of self-love for yourself and others. This will take a lot of the guilt and shame out of setting boundaries. But again, root your boundaries in your goals because it's easier to set a boundary when it's rooted in purpose. Okay, number 2. Oh, I love this one. Build a date yourself ritual. So you're going to love yourself, but you're also going to date yourself. So, when was the last time you took yourself on a date? Like legit, legit. And I mean whether it's a stroll around Target by yourself, driving around in your quiet car listening to podcasts, sipping on a pumpkin spice latte, um treating yourself to a massage. I mean, these are all examples of like a date with yourself, okay? So I personally have this ritual where I write it into my calendar, one at minimum date with myself every week. So I think one date a week is doable. So you don't like feel like a failure, right? Instead of being like, oh, every day I'm going to date myself every day. I'm going to do something that I mean, this isn't realistic. Life is crazy, right? So I think once a week is a really beautiful, doable goal, no matter how busy or hectic your life is. And number two, um, I think even just one date a week packs a big punch for you mentally and all the things. So I do things like massage Mondays or sneaking out for pedicures on Friday afternoons or scheduling a bath and a good book. On a Wednesday night, literally locking the bathroom door so no one freaking interrupts me. Dogs, husband included. Um, I don't have littles running in my house, running around my house, but you know what I'm saying. Um, sometimes I drive uh, to the cute town next to us and walk around the shops with my favorite coffee, or peruse bookstores, or go look at art, or walk in the park with my podcasts, uh, podcasts that I love, or I take the dogs out, or. I love going to these nurseries and uh, picking up plants or, or buying myself flowers, right? So there's like no rules here on how you do it. But the one rule is that it has to be just for you. It's something you love doing and you don't have your kid's in the car with you, your husband's not with you, you don't have your spouse, your partner. I mean, I think the only exception to the rule could be maybe your besties with you or some of your friends. Uh, sometimes, like, are you kidding me? One of my favorite dates could include brunch with someone I love or time with my besties because I need it and I missed it. And it reminds me of who I was before all this adulting happened. But I think we lose sight of this. And I, I, I think it doesn't happen because we don't schedule it. It's not that you don't have time we all have the same amount of time in the day. It's just not a priority to you. And because it's not a priority, you don't have the boundaries in place to go get it. So I think the most important question you could be asking yourself every morning as you look at your day is this. It will transform your life. Write this down. Where am I in my day? Where are my priorities? in my schedule? Where are my dreams and my goals and the things I love and my joy in my day, even if it's only 10, 15 minutes of it? Where are you in your days? Once you start asking yourself this question every morning, you start to build your days a little bit differently, or at least start holding yourself accountable to the fact that you should be a part of this thing called your life. If you want to, final thought, if you want to take it a step deeper, um, add a soulbatical to the mix. So, Shelly Paxton wrote a great book called Soulbatical. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. She's actually got a podcast here on the Soulfire Network. She's an awesome chick. Check her out. I'll link her Instagram, her book, her podcast, all the stuff. Anyway, um, she writes about. Soul soulbaticals. And I love the idea of you trying this for yourself once, twice a year, if you can do it. For me, I've been taking Soul Um, I, I used to call them solo vacations. And now I call them Soul soulbaticals once I read Shelly's book and met her. But I've been doing it for the last four years. And it's pretty transformational. And truly, some of my greatest work and my most profitable business ideas have come out of these scheduled silent alone times with myself to be with myself in a space for myself. Let me tell you just the, the benefits health-wise that you get from booking the trip and buying the tickets and putting it on your calendar is incredible. So maybe it's an overnight and a staycation somewhere close to you. Maybe it's a trip somewhere, um, for a longer period of time. My sabbaticals are usually three nights two two three two, three nights, um, Most of the time, 90% of the time, it's two nights, three days, um, where you get this sort of treasured time for yourself so you can be with yourself because there was a day and a time you were with yourself before you had to be with everyone else. And I think we get lost and disconnected and depressed and anxious and (laughs) removed from our purpose because we become removed from ourselves. And the way to fix that is to always come back home to. Yourself. So, whether it's a weekend away, a date with yourself, this is strategic love yourself vibes and habits that you will never regret building. Okay, and last but not least, babe, we got to speak it. You know, you will hear me talk about this over and over and over and over again because it's how much it matters. And this honestly is the number one tool I've been using for well over a decade. To stay out of depression and out of the weeds of anxiety and the the anxiety that is always sort of like tap, 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 tapping me on the shoulder, trying to get into my brain and my days. Now, I'm not saying anxiety doesn't pay me any visits because it most certainly does. But because I have a self-love practice, a speak it practice, I can get myself out of shit, faster than other people. So here's what I do. Number one, I write myself love notes. I write them. I put them everywhere. Uh, I gave a talk, one of my clients, Sprint. It was Sprint at the time. They've since been acquired by T-Mobile. If you are from the Sprint and T-Mobile fam and you're listening, we've got so many of y'all. I love you. Um, But I gave a talk a couple of years ago, to a group. We we were talking about being crazy busy and like prioritizing ourselves. And I was talking about like, I am power statements and love notes. And a lot of y'all have heard me talk about this. And we opened it up for questions. And there was a, a woman in the back and she raised her hand and she said, you know, I've been writing my kids love notes for as long as I can remember. She's like, I write them little notes and I slip it into their lunch or put it on their pillows or their bathroom mirrors, you know, like you got this test. You're going to crush it. You're beautiful. You're so smart. I'm so proud of you. Um, Do you know how awesome you are? Like all this stuff. And then she stopped and she, she got really emotional and she started tearing up and she said, I have never written one for myself. Never. In my 45 years, I've never told myself any of the things that I tell my kids. And that was a moment for the entire room and certainly for her, right? Um, This is why. This is why our I am power statements are such a big part of our possibility planner. Um, If you have no idea what the fuck that is, it's a goal-focused planner I designed to help you advance goals and take care of your mental health. But this is where that practice really comes into play because the number one thing we do every day, no matter what, and it takes under two minutes, is that we write 10 I am power statements, okay? We write these statements into our planner or we put them as post-it notes all over the place in our environment, but they really help you aim at something. They help you fix the broken soundtracks in your head. They help you rewire the limiting beliefs that we all have. And my favorite is that we open up the energetic pathways to help you get what you want in this world. Because if you do not ask for it, you will not receive it because you get what you say. You get what you ask for. So if you are constantly saying things like, I am broke, I am old, I am behind, I am out of shape, I'm not smart enough, I'm bad with money, you will be. You will be. But if you start telling yourself every morning, even if you don't believe it yet, that you are wealthy, and you are right on time, and that you are indeed abundance yourself, that you are strong, that you're a money magnet. That's one of my favorites. That you are healthy. You will be. What goes in is what comes out. Do you put trash in your mind and your body, in your social media feed, in the things you read? Because that's what's going to come out. But if you instead put what you want, even if you don't believe it yet, into your life, it's what's going to come out. So we have to speak it. And sometimes we have to speak it before we, we are it. This is how we make it until we make it. Listen, there is no faking it until you make it, baby. We just make it until we make it. We keep moving. We keep iterating. We keep trying. We keep failing. We keep winning. We keep risking. We keep asking for help. We keep putting ourselves out there. We keep doing. We keep being. But most importantly, we keep loving others in this world. And it begins with the love we have for ourselves. And fuck, doesn't the world need a whole lot more of that? L-O-V-E. E, these days. So I ask you, you know, what is your relationship with yourself? Like, how are you on the self-love meter? Like today, right now? Like, are you a 10? Like off the charts, like super self-lovey? Or are you a one? Are you always last on your own list? Yo, send me a DM on Instagram. Shoot me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. Like, where are you? legit? Tell me, I want to know, where are you on that spectrum of self-love? Are you a 10? Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you a one? And I'd also love to know, legit, tell me, do you have any self-love rituals you've been using lately? Um, Any habits you want to share? I want to know. And If you have found this episode inspiring or enlightening or helpful, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with someone you love. Uh, listen I hope to see you in our monthly mentorship link in the show notes go check out all the things on house of and H-A-U-S of and.com my Instagram has all the things um, again you can email me I mean we talk about these ideas and so much more there every month and you get to hang out with me live and we get to be in community oh my god our members are the fucking coolest and yo we've got some live pop up events I am coming to a city near you so buckle up baby it's a about to get lit so um thanks for listening thanks for being here thanks for sharing thank you for the reviews uh get your little fingers busy on that keyboard I love reading your reviews um but damn I love you and I will see you next week in the meantime you better keep saying yes and open those doors baby knock knock